0: Gracias. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 8th of February, 2024. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Starting with this week's episode, an agricultural industry fights back across the EU with mass strikes and demonstrations after years of feeling that they've been priced out of the market. Largest agricultural trade unions in Spain, COAG, Asaja, and UPA, have taken inspiration from recent protests in France, Italy, and Greece. Plan their mobilization. Demonstrations are scheduled on the 8th in Salamanca, scheduled for the 13th in La Rioja, and the 14th in Palencia, with some already underway in Zamora. However, some protests have been arranged informally via social media channels and are not linked to unions. Major Spanish city streets, including main entryways to Barcelona and Madrid centers, uh, have been or were filled with farmers on tractors protesting against the European Common Agricultural Policy, or CAP. Specifically, the protesters denounced the amount of bureaucracy due to the 2011 cap reform. Eva Garcia, a farmer in Vitoria in the Basque Country, told Reuters news agency that she spends more than half of her time on paperwork rather than in the field. EU farmers fear that big corporations may leave behind small farms. They say that strict EU environmental regulations, such as using certain pesticides and price controls, hinder their competitiveness globally particularly compared to peers in places like Latin America, which are significantly cheaper because they don't have as many regulations, so their products are less expensive and more dangerous for your health. On Wednesday the 7th, the Ministry of Interior ordered security forces to break up unofficial demonstrations lacking proper organization or communication with local representatives, even though peaceful demonstrations and protesters can be organized in Spain without much prior notice. The 2013 Spanish citizen security law imposes expensive fines on people who engage in spontaneous or violent protests. Filming the police during demonstrations is also penalized. Since 2013, this law has sparked widespread criticism and protest. Some Spanish constitutional lawyers argue that it infringes upon fundamental freedom of assembly and opinion, branding it anti-democratic and repressive. Want to know more about your right to protest in Spain? Link in the show notes. Since we talked about farming, a tomato war broke out. Sigaline Royale, a French MP, stirred a big controversy in a recent TV interview and with the French broadcasting network BFM-TV. She labeled organic Spanish tomatoes inedible and wrongly stated that they do not meet French standards, despite both countries adhering to the same EU regulation. Amid protests, Royale's comments have struck a nerve in Spain, where tomatoes hold a lot of cultural significance. Tomatoes are the main ingredient in many of Spain's most treasured dishes, including salmorejo or adorillo in Sevilla, a traditional Andalusian cold summer dish made with tomatoes, bread, virgin olive oil, and garlic. Spanish President Pedro Sánchez even got involved telling Royale to come to Spain and try the tomatoes for herself. Luis Planes, the PSOE Minister of Agriculture, who is particularly busy this week, was on the chopping block. He defended the government's support for farmers after the Partido Popular, or PP, criticized it for not doing enough. Planes responded, telling PP to recall the 276 million euros given to Spanish farmers whose crops were most heavily affected by drought in 2023. However, opposition figures like Vox's Pepe Milan and Pepe's Rafael Hernando criticized the government's policies, alleging injustice and a lack of effective action on most of its policies. On Wednesday the 7th, Alberto Núñez Feijó, Pepe president, and Sanchez from PSOE were at loggerheads in the government control session in Congress. To kick things off on a high note, Feijó told Sanchez, quote, without Puigdemont, you're nobody. Four years like this are unsustainable. End quote. Referring to the instability of Sanchez's government as they try to implement the amnesty legislation. Recall that the first bill was rejected last week by Junts per Catalunya, led by Puigdemont. Seems like Sanchez faces increased opposition this week as Alfonso Rueda, the current Gallego president and Pepe candidate for the region's elections, launched his campaign rally. In an interview with news outlet Veinte Minutos, the Pepe regional president said, he is hoping for a landslide victory on Sunday the 18th so that he's reelected. He told a news outlet that Galicians believe amnesty agreement between Junts and PSOE breach legal equality, huh? arguing that pacts between the two parties will mean that some autonomous regions are given more money than others. Galicia has its own language and culture, like Catalonia, and its language was also banned during Franco's dictatorship, so the two regions share many similarities. Rueda also told Ventaminutos that Sánchez is in the hands of the Catalan separatist movement and doesn't even try to hide it. Comments which Fejo later echoed. Moving on, pardon the oncoming pun, National train operators Renfe and Adif face strikes in February as transport unions fight back against the lack of progress. Comisiones Obreras called a 23-hour protest for Friday the 9th on the Cercarias Madrid, commuter rail service affecting commuters in Madrid and its surrounding metropolitan areas. Meanwhile, the UGT union has called two-hour partial strikes in the capital every Monday and Friday if agreements aren't made. In Catalonia, both unions have called strikes for February 16th and Saturday the 17th from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., affecting 17 lines across Barcelona City and nearby areas. Unions accuse the government of undermining negotiated deals, such as removing income categories in Renfe and not implementing a 35-hour work week in Adif. Continuing with deals, although more successful ones, Spanish multinational company Exolum which deals with transportation services and oil product storage, announced it secured a 2.3 million euro contract to build a green hydrogen production plant and refueling station in Stockton-on-Tees in the UK. The facility will produce green hydrogen using renewable energy and supply it to a refueling station and other regional customers. Is the EU more efficient than the UK when it comes to infrastructure? new study by the Boston Consulting Group, or BCG, found that the EU countries pay less per kilometer of rail and highway than the UK, US, and Australia, meaning that EU countries pay less for infrastructure projects in general. For example, in the UK, the average rail unit costs a total expenditure incurred by a company to build, store, and sell their services, including raw materials, goods, times, and labor for rail projects, up to €290 million, euro. costs around €40 million. Euros. In contrast, similar projects in Spain cost just over 29 million euros. In Spain, wages are lower than the UK as labor contributes to unit costs. Salaries in the UK also contribute to the higher cost rail projects. Time is just as important though. According to Brussels Playbook summary of BCG's study, the EU countries are also slower at competing these projects. Generally, EU countries take longer but at lower costs. Meanwhile, Amazon and BMW secure the first joint lawsuit victory in Spain against counterfeiters. A group of Spanish residents were accused of selling fake valve covers, badges, and keychains with BMW logos on the e-commerce website. This week, the EU Trademark Court favored the company giants ordering defendants to remove their counterfeit projects from the selling site and pay an undisclosed compensation. Next up, Magaluf Municipality in Mallorca is set for a rebrand after years of partying and heavy drinking culture. Hotel. Teish, one of Magaluf's most iconic hotels, will be demolished and replaced by the local council in a bid to revamp the holiday resort and shed the area's party image as a part of a 4 million euro facelift. An open space will replace the hotel, which spans an area of 2,500 square meters, and there are plans for new developments and apartments for families and kids. And finally, European Theater Fair for Children will light up Gijon Asturias from the 25th of February to the 1st of March. Children's theater professionals and amateurs worldwide are invited to the six-day spectacular performances. will grace stage across a wide range of schools, centers, and theaters throughout the city. Enjoy the show and break a leg. Want to see more about the program's events? Link in the show notes. Also, don't forget that the weekend after this coming weekend is the barcelona barbecue festival and that's it for this week i want you to love these updates even more than you already do we made a very short survey that'll just take you a minute to fill in we know what you're saying dude i'm driving or i'm cooking and my hands are covered in food goo or you always talk about show notes i don't even know what those are where to find them well yeah check the show notes please hasta la próxima